gong, it's time to describe a film and then maul it to pieces. It's Film Maulers. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And today we're going to be watching... Dark Angel. So... Why did you pick this film, beyond it being in public domain and there's like 500 copies up on YouTube? Mm, yeah, public domain. Um, basically, I, I mean, I love Dolph Lundgren. This was back during his 19... At the tail end of the 1980s, like a big action scene. And it's a buddy cop movie where he has to stop an alien drug dealer. This already sounds much more good than I thought it would be. Because, I mean, when I think Dark Angel, I think, like, that time the Punisher became an angel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are literally, like, five or six copies of this movie. We're watching one that's by, like, Luke Jajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajajaj
But, uh, yeah, before we get to watching, what are you going to be munching on in this movie? Well, as you it's know, yesterday munch, was my munch birthday. Munch and my yeah, coworker happy, gave happy me birthday. a dozen donuts. Nice. I'll be eating those. Oh. I went to a bar last night, so I have leftover bar food. I've got some uh, Speckbroten, which is like a German pizza bread. Uh, the remains of a large Bavarian pretzel, a cold fried pickle, and, as is tradition, I made a special cocktail, which I have not tried yet, as is also tradition. What did I you make? What I... Uh, so I had... My roommate had Sunkissed. I had coconut rum, which I think should work together, and then I put in some blue caracal. You're drinking that so this morning? It's not 9 a.m. in other places. Wow, well, way to be an alcoholic, Lou. That's some good stuff. I will call this the Dark Angel. It's a tall glass of justice. Yeah, I could go get my one of my beers and put it in my oh a special beer stein my mom bought me yesterday. Uh, she got me a nice Duff even, beer. It's even earlier where you are, Devin. It's true, it's so 8.15. Mm -hmm. If I drink a cider, that makes it okay, Luke. It's like apple juice. Oh, yeah. Cause it, yeah, well, no, that's why I got the Sunkiss, because it's got no caffeine and it's orange-flavored. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to keep drinking my coffee. Okay. You could Irish that up. We don't have Baileys here. <laughs> Mommy said a swear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. We are going to pause the recording and watch this movie, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Okay, so we are back after finishing up I Come in Peace slash Dark Angel. I don't think Dark Angel is a good title for the movie. No, I don't either. But I also don't feel like the whole I Come in Peace thing works. Like, they, s they try and put it in, I guess, as a joke, but there's no real setup for it, and I thought the punchline was really weak. I thought it was fine. I think I Come in Peace is a fine title. If they played it up more, like if they had a scene where it was something like a My Favorite Martian clip or something like that where it had an alien saying I Come in Peace and that's why he kept saying it, mm. it would be a lot better. But no, it's just something that this weird alien says. Uh, yeah, so let's run through this movie and uh what happens and then we talk about the high points and the low points and sort of wrap it up you ready for this let's do it so like we start off with a dawson's creek almost dawson's dad type situation where a guy is trying to fight with a cd and something's causing his car to act weird he almost hits a uh, bus, but then he drives through a Christmas tree lot, because we're at a Christmas set movie, Devin. Yep. You, yep. 
and uh, then a alien lands and is like, oh, I come in peace, and that guy dies. Yep. And, and also the CD that he was fighting with also survives the explosion, sort of. And uh, we then cut to a, a drug deal that is going down as uh, Dolph Lundgren's character Jack is listening in on his partner Ray. But across the street there is a break-in, or there is a like stick-up at a convenience store, so he rushes in to get it. And while that happens, Ray gets gunned down by... The, the White gangster. Boys. Yeah, the gangsters were called the White Boys. I also love how Ray is pretty much. Do you think that Ray was sort of a commentary on Lethal Weapon because he's a black guy with the mustache? No, that was just like in a lot of those cop movies at the time. I guess. Because there are some of those in um, Beverly Hills Cop. We had that stereotype with some of the other cops. Maybe. Particularly Eddie Murphy's, but no, no, don't maybe me. I've seen the damn fucking films. The answer is yes, they exist. That was the That was like a classic '80s like cop right there. Where do you think the University of Suck My Dick is located? I don't know. It's probably really close to Tracy Morgan's high school, the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the white boys kill the partner. And, yeah, I skipped over the part where, yeah, I skipped over the part where we see two white boys who dress up like cops who steal drugs from the police, blow up the police station, and then that's the drugs that they're selling for the money that's also coming from the police. So this drug deal makes very little sense. Yeah. On, like, a bigger scene i mean if they weren't afraid of what was going on because there was no backup support for this scenario it was all just like you got one guy in a car that should be enough well it's off one grin that's like six men luke it, it's a character played by Dolph lundgren jack is not Dolph lundgren i mean if it was just Dolph lundgren i could agree with that point but we're Any character that's played by Jack by Dolph Lundgren is just Dolph Lundgren, Luke. Yeah. Uh, Watch more of his movies. He plays the same <laughs> man. He plays himself. Yeah, Ray gets killed, and uh, after that, a weird alien shows up and shoots a CD that kills everybody in the group uh, after the main drug leaders have left. And Jack goes in and sees that his partner was killed, and... The police are really upset that this was not handled better, so they try and put Jack on to eight weeks vacation. They're also super pissed because the uh, the captain was able to accept if Jack had disappeared for one week, but he did not. He disappeared for an entire eight days. That one oh, extra day was just way too much for the captain. Mm-hmm. He's, he thinks that the Beatles song, Eight Days a Week, is totally ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I can deal... But seven days, but eight days a week, that's that's going too far. And then he tr- and he tries to put Jack on an eight weeks vacation, and that's like, shh. Who gets eight weeks paid vacation? Has Jack been like a police officer since he was like ten, and that's just the cumulative 
specification that it gets now? Probably. Well, at the same time, I think they get a decent package. Also, I based off of what his like status is, I wonder if that means that his vacation rolls over if he doesn't ever lose it. Maybe. He's been at the job for four years. He's never taken a vacation. But, uh... Yeah, he thinks that there is something weird going on here because everyone is seemingly killed with something sharp. And that's when the FBI comes in and they force him to get put back onto the case. And he is joined by his thin young FBI partner, Agent Smith, who... It would have been better if Kyle McLaughlin played the character like anyone else. Like, he doesn't do a bad job, but I just kept thinking of other characters. See, other I liked actors. him. At first I was in the like, Kyle McLaughlin idea, but the more that they went with the character, I don't think Kyle McLaughlin would have been the, the correct choice. No, no. I, I do think that Max Green. If they did, they would have had to completely change the character. Yeah. I do think that, uh, like, Max Greenfield could play his role if they did a remake though oh yeah no he would be good like by the book but sort of annoyingly nebbish in the way uh we also see another alien come down and this one is pretty much balding but you didn't notice him at first he was the one who landed in the building with like the weird homeless woman who had all the rainbow hair oh yeah yeah i remember that scene yeah, that's. Oh, also, when we really first long. saw that scene, because they were playing Amazing Grace, mm-hmm. at first I thought that was going to be the funeral for his partner, and it was just like, damn, this is where you're having the funeral at? Your family must not love you at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, so Agent Smith is by the book. Jack likes to follow his instincts, and alien number one. We see him injecting people with a light fluid and then taking other fluid out of their body. And it's like, okay. We find out later that he's injecting them literally with heroin. Mm-hmm. He's taking out their endorphins because when you inject heroin directly into their brains, you apparently get pure endorphins somehow. No, he wasn't injecting the heroin into their brains. He was injecting it pretty much right into their heart. Well, so we go through the bloodstream quicker. Okay. So he takes the endorphins directly out of their brains. Yeah. Okay. The drink was a bit stronger than I necessarily might have needed to make it. Yes, I saw from some of your messages to me. Yes. It's it's good times, but yeah. The liquid heroin looks like semen. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh That so could they... have been a more interesting uh film. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was really confused, because it's like, are these guys going to come back as, like, zombies or alienized people or something? In no. Movies? He's just randomly picking people to murder, which... I think that could have been set up well. I don't think this alien drug man did a good job. But yeah, they uh, go to a strip club and investigate a squeaky-voiced man whose name is Boner. Oh uh, yeah. They also, Jack points a gun at his boner, but he doesn't know any news, and uh, so Jack has a hunch, and they go back to the bar where the murders happen, and they find the alien murder CD. And we see more of brain 
stuff being taken. And we also get introduced shortly after to Jack's girlfriend who... What was her name again? I wrote it. Diane. Diane, yeah. Jack's girlfriend, Diane, who... Like, he is absolutely shitty to. Like, she makes a point of saying, you promise things to literally everybody else. And we see this, but you don't make promises to me. And he's like, uh, do what I want. I'm Dolph Lundgren. And, uh, they spend the night together, and when he goes back to his apartment in the morning, we see that it has been broken into. And also, like, up to this point, almost every scene has had a billiard table in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you could turn the first maybe half hour of this movie into drinking whenever you see a billiard table. Man likes pool, what can I say? Yeah. Not actually playing it, he just likes to look. Mm-hmm. And so, Jack sees that his apartment was broken into, and Smith was already there investigating. Meanwhile, the alien attacks a attractive girl mechanic, and of course he has to whip her shirt open so you see them titties in a bra while he injects her with heroin and then steals her brain juice. Mm-hmm. And this was a point where in my notes I wrote down, we are waiting too long to find out what's happening with these bodies, because this is like the third of those scenes that we've seen. And it's like, okay, where are we getting to? And it turns out that Jack brought the murder CD to his friend who is coffee scientist, Dr. Bruce, who's hopped up on, like, super coffee that he's making that's probably also filled with a bunch of drugs. Oh, for sure, because he has pills everywhere. Yeah. And he gets really angry at Smith because he's an FBI agent. He thinks that Smith is going to rat on him. Yep. Which, I think if this ended any earlier, Smith would totally rat out on Oh, for sure. And Dr. Bruce was amazing because there's like the part where he just randomly does gymnastics on this table filled with pills and drugs. And you find out here that the CD is like tuned to like different electromagnetic frequencies, including our bodies, which is how he keeps killing humans. And he gave the greatest like things like it's like turning your radio to the station K-I-L-L. Yeah. Dr. Bruce, you're the best. Yep. He is a... Fucking magnets, how do they work? Yes. I don't trust them scientists, because they be lying and shit. That's basically what Dolph's Dolph's thought process probably was. But Dolph is a scientist. In real life, yeah. Yeah. Well, you said Dolph's process, not Jack's process. But yeah. Uh, So... Uh, that was an insane clown it. posse reference, Luke, if you did not catch it. I'm aware, but like okay. that's also a really old insane clown posse reference. And I have less... Yeah, but it's never not relevant, people. though. Yeah, except that like they came out against Trump, which is a lot better than I thought that we'd hear from them. And Yes, because no, did you know that the jugglers, there's a juggler march against the Trump. Yeah, so it's like I have less. I'm less keen on insulting the Juggalo peoples. No, you still should, Luke. Eh. Have you seen their movies? No, they're bad. We we couldn't even make it through one of them. Well, there was there one where there are Wild West cowboys. 
Yeah, I think there's actually two like that. Maybe we can do that for episode no. 69. Yeah. You the, said it'd be a movie I hadn't seen. I watched over half of it. You have to get through all of it, Devin. Or we can do the weird Death Race movies that they were in. Oh, yeah. I saw the newest Death Race. It was there. Yeah. Anyways, the uh, white boys are now after them. Uh, we see that Agent Smith has like a revolver, like a magnum gun with a sight, which is pretty badass. Or like a weird clunky ass weapon. Oh yeah. Like if if you dyed that copper and added on like one gear, he'd be right to go into some steampunk movie. So Jack breaks into the drug guy's corporate building by setting off like all the car alarms outside of the building and then breaking in and confronting the underboss. Oh, he didn't even have to break in. He just waltzed right in because when he set the car alarms off, all security went outside. I thought that yeah. was a brilliant move. It was a power move, and Smith wasn't a, a fan of it, but... uh, That's because Smith's trying to follow the rules and like wants these things called warrants. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Warren makes Smith... Er, so Warren captures Smith, and he makes uh, Jack go and do a drug deal that they need. And it's weird because everybody in that dang boardroom has guns on them. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. But uh, Jack goes in to make the drug deal with a luggage salesman who's played by the guy who played Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and who has had a pretty long and storied career, which I was interested in. But uh, that guy steals the briefcase full of drugs, runs outside... I'm not sure if he gets away or not. I'm assuming he does. Yeah, because Alien number one shows up and fights Jack. And then Alien 2 shows up. And by this point, Smith has escaped and Alien 2 takes off after Alien number one. Oh, that Alien said, one. Alien number one might have killed him to get the heroin so he could inject it into more people. Yeah, but we don't necessarily see that explicitly. Plus, luggage salesman has kung fu skills. Also, and I love how they all have the same type of briefcase. Yeah, they had a limited b- briefcase budget because they spent all their money on billiards tables. Yeah. Also, Alien Number One looks like off-brand Vigo the Carpathian, and Alien Two. No, no, like... no! That's not what Alien Number One looks like. He looks exactly like fucking Lucius Malfoy. Jacked up Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. With a so stronger Vigo mullet. The... So Vigo the Carpathian. Sure. And Alien 2 was a balding ESPN sportscaster. He was six foot eight. Like that first shot, it looks like they tried to make him look taller than he was, but no, it's like that dude is super tall. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, so they get into their fight, and Jack afterwards goes to his doctor girlfriend, and they learn about what heroin it is. It makes endorphins in your brain and so if you could directly inject heroin into the brain it would make a perfect drug of it would make it a perfect drug where you could get super high off of just an ounce yep he's got to sell that back to his people back on his home planet yeah the endorphins yeah so i guess that's uh, expensive mm -hmm. he wants it for the soup's cheap and so 
they go back and see Coffee Bruce again, and it turns out that the disc was taken by FBI peoples. We then see Alien Number One go into a convenience store where he kills more people and almost kills a cop, but then Alien Two shows up and saves him. And because the cop survived, the FBI is able to go and question him, and Jack gets officially sent on vacation again. And he's upset about that, and Smith is like, Again. Well, I'm team. Yeah. And Smith's like, You should have worked with us. I'm a team player. And Jack's like, Your team sucks. So, Alien 2 is in Jack's car, dying because he got shot and he's turning into milk. Mm hmm. Sort of like uh, the one android in uh, Alien. Yes. Except less gross. Yeah. Less like he's flowing uh, fetishing. More like it was painted on. Yeah. So Jack sees alien number two and then Smith hops in to uh, dress down Jack more. And Jack's like, no, I trust this alien. And alien two explains out the whole harvesting endorphins by hopping people up on heroin. But then he dies because he was murdered and he explodes into light. But Smith was able to take his alien space gun. And Smith wants to take it back to his FBI boss, which Jack is angry about. And Smith isn't really able to do anything, so... Well, it's because Smith pulls his gun on him. Yeah. So Smith takes the gun to his boss, and his boss also now has the disc, and they're like, We want to use it to help the natural interest. And also, we want to talk to this alien drug man and make a deal. And also, I'm going to try and kill you. But then Jack saves him from getting killed. And it makes hear... classic Dolph face. Yep. Slightly tilt back to the side with that powerful look. And we get to hear Jack's number one rule in the Kane manual, page one, chapter one, never trust nobody. Which is the only part of the Kane manual that we hear. More will be revealed in the sequel. Mm-hmm. And so they find the drugs and the alien and they start fighting because, like, the alien just leaves his briefcase full of heroin out in the open, not even, like, closed up. And they aren't able to get the gun to shoot right away, so they run away, but then they're able to get it to work. And they shoot it and are able to steal the endorphins from the alien. And Jack uh, stitches up Smith, who got hit by the murder CD again. And after they share each other's clothes, subtext, 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 including uh, Jack getting a jacket that says Top Dog on it, which is a pretty baller-ass jacket. They uh, And his Dolph's jacket from when he was 12, making him like the coolest of uh, 12-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run into Diane, who has made the horrible decision to quit her job to go on vacation with Jack who has not told her that he's still on the case or anything. And so when they go outside, the white boys are there waiting for him. The alien shows up and kills the white boys. Another cop who also showed up is there. The alien kills the cop and steals his police car, so they have a chase. Uh, they drive through a shopping mall, which could have been a much better scene, but like I always compare shopping mall scenes to the awesome Blues Brothers one. Well, they can't all be that good. No. 
and uh, they end up getting chased to some sort of warehouse or factory because it is an 80s action movie. Ooh, correction, Luke. It is a 90s action movie. They decide to push the gun up to the fourth setting, but it will not go off. And they set a trap up for the alien where they leave the endorphins out or the container that's supposed to hold them. But because the gun won't shoot, they like aren't really able to do anything. And so Smith and Diane get knocked out. Jack is holding the last of the endorphins, trying to break them one by one. He's able to get the alien to drop his gun. And it's time for a kick-ass Dolph Lundgren fist fight. Well, it's not really as much of a fist fight, more of a, I'm going to get you to walk into my trap. Yep. And some roundhouse kicks. Mm-hmm. So he gets them to walk over to the guns, with, er, walk over to the endorphins when the alien shoots the murder disc he's able to catch it and uh jack starts hitting him with a metal pipe over and over the alien tries to steal jack's fluids jack is able to flip the fluid stealing back onto him and then kicks him through an exposed pipe diane wakes up because the alien is screaming out in pain as it is dying she goes to help smith up and uh the alien is like, I come in peace. And Jack is like, here you go in pieces, asshole. And they kill it. And then... Which would have been a perfect time for him to relive one of his greatest lines from any movie. If he dies, he dies. And then Jack's like, hey, where do we want to go on vacation? How about Rio? And Smith is like, not real, because that's where the leader of the white boys went to. Yes. So, high points of the movie, I, I'd like to say Coffee Doctor was a, a good choice. And Coffee also Doctor, definitely a good choice. Luggage Salesman. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Dolph Lundgren one-liners, some cool Dolph Lundgren action scenes, basically just all of Dolph Lundgren. I did love that great 80s mullet that our alien friend was rocking. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the low points? It, it, I think the pacing is weird. Yeah. Oh, uh, on a high point, I'm glad that Diane did not get held hostage, because I literally sent you a message that's like, oh, this is where she's going to get held hostage, and then she did not. So good for you, Diane. Yeah. I don't think the alien would have held people hostage. That didn't seem like his, like, thing. No. Slash, I don't really think he would, like, grasp, like, emotions like that. Yeah. He just wanted to get away. I... I feel like the setting of this movie was just really weird. Like, it was a city at Christmas time, but it really didn't use that to any benefit. Yeah, neither does any other Christmas time like movie from that era, but like the action ones. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily make it not bad. Luke, not you there? Yeah, can you not hear me? Well, you yep. didn't stop talking for a second. It like went oh yeah. quiet, so I wasn't sure. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, like Lethal Weapon's technically a Christmas film that doesn't really use it well. And even how everyone praises Die Hard, let's be real. 
didn't really use Christmas. But it used that holiday as a specific reason for him to be coming in then. Because you couldn't, like, set it at Thanksgiving or other holidays and have the same excuses. Could have been one of the children's birthdays. But that wouldn't have given him a reason to have to stay there for a few days. Why, Christmas is just one day. Thanksgiving is no different. There is a big-ass difference between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Maybe Bruce Willis was Jewish. Did you think about that, Luke? I should kind of love to see... Like, that whole cultural clash between him and his wife was the reason why they really broke up, along with him being too married to the job. That would be an interesting action movie. And then with the exception of that time that Mel Gibson stops some people in the Christmas tree, who are, like, doing drug deals, like, with Christmas trees, kind of. That was the only time Christmas is used in Lethal Weapon. I haven't seen any Lethal Weapons. Oh, you gotta watch Lethal Weapon, Luke. It's great. Especially yeah, the first uh, one. It's got Gary Busey as the bad guy. Yeah, I, I I, don't think the setting was necessarily used well. There were parts of the movie that felt like they dragged on. And there was that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie where he fights demons. That was also a Christmas film. That one was bad. So basically, yeah. it's just a classic motif that uh, action movies of that era love to use. Yeah. I think the movie could have been cleaned up and tightened more. But, like, it's mm-hmm. a B-movie, so, like, there's a level where I don't feel like I can necessarily criticize it that much. No. So. I enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. I'd kind of love to see a remake with, like, a better class of director. Are you shitting on our director, Luke? Yeah. Man. Awfully rude. Yeah. Well, I'm from 2017, so I've seen what we can do with, like, B-movie premises with, like, high-class directors. Same time, these type of movies don't get made anymore, really. No... That's the thing I enjoy. That's the one thing I do love about like the '80s films, like Alien Drug Dealer. Sure. Back in the '80s movies, we just accepted that that was a thing that was going to happen, and that was fine. I think you could probably. Where now it's like you want like gritty and realism, or like explanations for why this is happening. What if they made Drive, but Ryan Gosling's character was played by an alien who was played by Dolph Lundgren? Why? What does that have to do with anything? I'm just doing hypotheticals. No. You don't want that? No. Okay. Also, that movie can only ever be Ryan Gosling. But like that whole premise of... a No one else can do that performance of barely any talking. But conveying all that emotion in the face. But like a movie about a alien drug dealer driver. Ryan Gosling wasn't a drug dealer. But a driver for like crime peoples. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying as like a movie premise. Yeah, that's fine. 
I'm presenting movie ideas here, Devin. There is nothing wrong in brainstorms. That's false. There are always wrong opinions in brainstorms. Like all of yours that don't agree with me. Yeah. It it was not a bad movie. It was certainly a movie, though. Well, it wasn't a great movie. It was, like, C-rank. I can give it more than a C. I can give it, like, a B-minus. You also I'm don't just, just appreciate Dolph Lundgren as much as I do. No, we have very weird taste differences at times. You don't appreciate the 80s action film as much as I do. Not really, I didn't grow up with them, or I have not indulged in them as much yeah. as you have. That's foolish, Luke. You need to get in on that. Are you calling me a foolish fool, you fool? Mm-hmm. No. Sometimes we don't necessarily agree. Like when we're talking about humanity... But then other times we do. And that's what we bring from the audience to you. Like that time you said you didn't like Star Wars? I was burnt out on Star Wars. And now you're trying to flip it and be like, no, no, me Luke, me big Star Wars fan, long time. I love it. I love it. I like the role-playing game group that I'm in for Star Wars. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have also not seen the prequels since they came out in theaters. Yeah. Yep. That's just the way that I roll, Devin. I'm an enigma. That is true. Yep. You can't pin me down. I'm an enigma. So, yeah, I'm just starting to ramble now. Because Luke's drunk on the air. Tipsy. Luke's also, wasted on the air. Tipsy. Yeah, no, uh, drinking that on a pretty much empty stomach was not the best idea. Or at maybe Saturday, best on idea. Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, uh, you can find us at Film Maulers on the Twitter and at filmmaulers.com. We'll be back next week for episode 60 Nice. Where can people find you online, Devin? You can find me online at Fred Fett, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T, and Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online at, at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G, at LukeHair, L-E-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com. Until then, peace.